Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Champagne Wives podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And I'm your co-host, Nicole. Hey, gals. Hi. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Good. You know. How was your week? It was good. <laughs> that means uneven. I know. You it, have to pause that. I know. I had to think. Um, it happened. Only really great thing that happened was I launched a project, which I'm really excited about. You're very familiar with, but launched a project um, on kind of another creative uh, platform of mine. So I'm really excited about that getting launched and being done with that and mm-hmm. um, have received some really great feedback on it, positive feedback on it. So yeah, that's you did an amazing job. I want to just tell the listeners, everyone that's listening. <laughs> Do we have to? We have to. Why, okay. why not? Okay. Why not? So my husband and I um, buy investment properties and so <clears throat> We recently purchased a new investment property um, that we wanted to list on a short-term rental market. Mm -hmm. And so we needed someone to come in and decorate Mm -hmm. and stage it and get it ready to hit the market. And so we hired my good sis. Hi. Hi, good sis. The other half of the (laughs) podcast, uh, Champagne Wise podcast, to um, fulfill and execute the job for us. And so she did such an amazing job. Thanks, babe. Amazing. Why are you being so like? I don't know. I'm really shy about it. I know. I'm being super. You did good. (laughs) This is why you need those types of friends in your life. They'll tell you to pop your shit. Yeah, no, I was very, um, you know, I was overwhelmed, but then really excited and then became overwhelmed again. Um, And I just think that. I was nervous the entire time, but I'm so pleased with the way that the product turned out. Um, it's beautiful. And yeah, may Everyone it... has said such wonderful things about yeah, it. Yes, thank you. May it stay occupied. <laughs> may it... To God's ears, listen, though. that's the goal. Yeah, so that's a nice little creative outlet that I have to be able to take just properties and then turn them into homes and um, do that for folks who are looking to um, Airbnb, VRBO, whatever the case may be. So yeah. it's a fun little fun little venture of mine. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. Well, my How about you? Even fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just leave that there. Like there was just... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the calmness is welcomed oh, because I that? had such a very, I was talking to my trainer about this uh, ye- yesterday during my session. And I was just like, I feel like, not yesterday, today. God, it's Monday, right? Yeah, today, all day. Earlier today. Okay. Right. All day. <laughs> I'm like the okay. same one. All day. Okay. All day today is Monday. But I was talking about that with her today. I was just like, mm-hmm. I feel like January and February was really just a continuation of December. Oh. And I am oh. not really to a point where I can slow down mm-hmm. until like now, like literally. And really? so, yeah, I did not do anything. My week was so uneventful. That's perfect. Was, the only thing is now, like now that the other property is at the market, that's mm-hmm. been keeping us busy because we have a few on the market now. And right. so- just trying to like automate that mm-hmm. and make sure that like everything is being taken care of right. um, is what has kept me busy this last week. Mm. So so what sticks out is you said that you feel like January and February were continuations of December. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. We were, were ripping and roaring. Yes. Bus, I mean, in December. Bus, I, and it, it just didn't stop. Like, no. you know, Michael's birthday is in January. Mm-hmm. My husband's birthday, which that was a big deal. Yeah. And then February came around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went to Louisiana and just. Yeah. You, know. you actually have had a pretty busy yes. 
two months. I am. Uh, not my experience. Um, not, <laughs> not my experience. Story. No, no. December. And I I feel like March feels so much lighter than December because for me, December, I felt like I was coming out of a, a deep rut, mm-hmm. um, a deep rut. And um, yeah, I just... I, I welcomed January. It wasn't as, as rough uh, or as busy, uh, but we did celebrate your husband for his birthday, and that was that, that was, was a lit pun lit time. If y'all know anything about me, like, I could throw a party. <laughs> can. Look. Does. I can throw a good party. Mm-hmm. I know how to party. Yeah. I love it. So I'm I'm excited for March. March ought to, like feels lighter for me. Uh, it feels much lighter for me. I have a lot going on personally um, that should really wrap up probably by like the end of like may so i'm just uh, it's feeling like the light there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train so i'm very excited about that um but throughout all of that have felt like shit i got these kids i got this job i got this opportunity to work with you and your husband on this project we have this podcast so much right um that's still the show must go on as they say and it's a lot still had to go on um and it just made me think about you know how if not me then who as we always like to ask here right if not me then who yeah um and the way that like i've had to find the resilience Mm. find the strength to to push through as we also like to say in these chairs um but to pull through even during some like really really dark times um and i was talking to same trainer um as as this morning and i just said you know i asked her i was like what's what's like what's the hardest thing for you as a black woman Mm -hmm. and she was like the fact that we have to be strong yeah throughout it all Mm -hmm. like and it doesn't matter what's going on like you we've got to be strong and there's an expectation that we have to show up as like the pillar of strength even when we don't even have the reserves to tap into Girl, something <laughs> that was a sneeze, a half sneeze that I really wanted to come out, but it, it was like, nah, I'm coming, but I'm not. Nice try. But and I don't yeah. have my hanky, so. <laughs> have we have to be me. the pillar straight. Okay. Come on, okay, focus. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Get the train back on the track. I know, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. And you're about to say exactly what? What you said? <laughs> say it again you were about to say exactly how we have to be the pillar of strength okay yeah I was just agreeing yeah. with oh, okay, you yeah, okay. I didn't have anything to say so um, it it begged the question what are you know the peaks and the pits if you will mm-hmm. of being a black woman yeah um, a modern day black woman at that right so I thought that that would be just cool for us to talk about a little bit today yeah. Well, I think that to our trainer's point that, mm-hmm. you know, I think being having to have that level of strength is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that is one of the things that I love about us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that is, um, you know, admirable. Like, I, I think that we have um, perseverance. Mm-hmm. I mean, even from back in the day with slavery, you yeah. know, and you watch all these harrowing like documentaries about like how 
you know, black women who were having their children taken from them mm-hmm. would then have to turn around and take care of, like, their slave owners, their the slave owner's children. Right. It was. Nurse some them. Cases, maybe care for children. them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In some cases, maybe their own children that the slave owner, exactly. you know, p- made and produced. Exactly. So it's. It, I think it's sad that, mm-hmm. you know, we have had to have that level of perseverance and strength mm-hmm. to be able to get through some of the most difficult times. Right. But I also think that's something really beautiful about us. Yeah. That like, despite all the odds, child, mm-hmm. like every single last odd. Right. Like we're here, we're thriving. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're the, we're the example at the end of the day, like everybody wants to be like us. <laughs> The main character. The main, the main, exactly. The main character. character. And as much as like, you know, people deny it or, you know, they come up with these like microaggressions and Mm -hmm. use buzzwords like ghetto or aggressive. Mm. And at the end of the day, we set the standard, Mm -hmm. period. And that's something to be very proud about. Yeah. Agreed. And I think even though we're, we're focused so much on being strong, right, and having the resilience. Um, I, I, we've I've said this in previous episodes, right? Like, it's about being gentle and with yourself mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to, like, feel sad when you need to feel sad. And I just don't know, as black women, there's always the space for us to, to feel. Yeah. You know? I think now there is. I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's, it's start, we're starting to get there. Yeah, like with, uh, we talk about mental health all the time. And I guess um, again, I, it's, it's just you don't want to talk about just overhealing, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this on our podcast, overhealing, yeah. because that makes it seem like something is just perpetually wrong, right? Right. But I think to be able to have those moments, and I said it on our episode with Tamara, she was just like, get you a therapist. <laughs> I was just like, well, you could get you a good friend mm-hmm. or a good family member to talk to. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of my help, I'm not saying that therapy is not good, obviously. We mm-hmm. both have been in therapy on and off mm-hmm. for like years. Uh, years now. <laughs> Thank you. But I think having a great conversation with a good girlfriend mm-hmm. helps so oh, much. Girl. Like, okay, throwback to our Friday night. I swear, night. like, we, I feel like we solve we so do. many problems mm-hmm. just, you know, talking about talking it, about it mm-hmm. you know, with someone who we care about, yeah. who we trust, you know, who mm-hmm. can relate. Um, and that has been also extremely, extremely helpful um, for me. And I just think that now there's so many tools. And I think now, that we have the words, the verbiage, right, yeah. and the examples. I think it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. allow to allow ourselves the space to mm-hmm. heal and mm-hmm. talk through our feelings and feel our feelings. Right, but that just wasn't always the case. There were, yeah. you know, there, we haven't always had these because I think our parents maybe didn't even, you know what I no, mean? Like it, it maybe it started there, but you know, I don't even think they had as many tools as we have right yeah. now. Agreed. To be able to work through some of the things that we have to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my two cents. Somebody else may disagree, child, but no, how I, I feel. We're fortunate to be um, able to see generationally what it looks like to not have access to those tools and resources mm-hmm. and what it looks like to actually have them mm-hmm. and have the ability to do better, right? And do better for our kids and yeah. for you know our daughters specifically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that was kind of one 
And I'll say that too, since you brought up the kids. I'm starting early with mine, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, sis knows how to express her. Yeah, feelings. we talking. Like, we talking talk- in our yeah, household. We, we talk, talk. <laughs> like, me and my daughter, like, mm-hmm. and you know, you would think that, like, she's nine and she's saying whatever her feelings are. Like, like for example, things like, you know, I need you, I just need to think through my thoughts. I need to mm-hmm. process my thoughts right mm-hmm. now. When I ask yeah. her to come down, yeah. she's upset. And I'll allow her that. You know what I mean? And because I, I feel like it starts at that age. Like yeah. if she's able to say it, articulate right. it, verbalize it, mm-hmm. then she feels it. Mm-hmm. And she's entitled to that because yes, she's my child. She's a child, but she's also a little person, you know, who has thoughts and feelings. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And so I allow her that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we, we have to, I know I wasn't given that grace. Me either. My <laughs> mom was like, grow another layer of skin. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what that meant, but like I had no choice. Like I had to literally be a duck, let the water just go off my yeah. back and move on. Like there was feelings. no time for feelings. There was no, yes, we did not talk about. We, we don't talk about feelings. We don't talk about feelings. We feel what? Girl, yeah. Bye. Yeah. So even like with my son, who is seven and a half, um, and he's all over the place, you know, big boy energy, mm-hmm. um, but he gets very angry very quickly and so what I'm trying to do is work with him so that he can articulate and express why he's feeling that way like don't let a game of FIFA 2021 yeah get the best of him he's yeah he's stomping he's angry you've heard it right yeah. and I think it might be a boy thing. and it might be a boy thing but he's, yeah. he's growing out of it he's yeah. growing out of it but even today he's just starting child he, yeah, <laughs> we got a couple of <laughs> right, years behind but um you know even today, he was bothered because I didn't greet him with the same level of energy and enthusiasm that I greeted his sister with. Mm. And he's like, you didn't you didn't give me a kiss. And I snatched his ass up and grabbed his cheeks and just smooched him all over his face and, gave you know, want, gave him what he wanted. Yeah. But more so because he articulated why he was so mad and like kicking the soccer ball with like a level of fever that he didn't need to be kicking the soccer ball with inside the house. So, Correct. you know. We're working on trying to just break the cycle. Yes. More than anything else. So I had another pit, unless you had one. A pit. A pit. A not so a not so positive a pit. thing. I know what a pit mm-hmm. is, Chad. <laughs> what was your pit? Why pit? Oh, I really I really like when we started to talk about this, mm-hmm. I really just could not think of a pit. I just don't think there's any pit mm-hmm. of being a black woman mm-hmm. um, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, if I had to just pick one, mm-hmm. the pit is that I have to have those conversations with my children mm-hmm. about the history, um, you know, racism, mm-hmm. discrimination, and yeah. and having to that gives me the most anxiety point out that they're different to po- exactly pointing yeah. out that they're different mm-hmm. and i just i didn't know that it would impact me that way but you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. right like before children i just you know when people would talk about like having to have that conversation with their children i never really thought too much about it right, right? but now that I have children and especially my daughter who is aware, like I barely like to watch TV in front of her because right. I'm not ready to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I just, for me, that's the pit that mm-hmm. my children have to be raised in a society where there's a difference. And mm-hmm. I don't like that. And 
this society where like the difference in the last like three years has been highlighted so just significantly compared to, I mean, it was always there. Right. But like we've just seen with just event after event after event. Right. That is just um, bringing that to the forefront probably more than ever. Like I'd rather talk about the birds and the bees. All day. Like, <laughs> like, I'd rather talk about that. All day. Then, you know, talk to my son about how he needs to make yeah. sure when he's 16 that, you know, he's very communicative if ever he gets pulled over, right? Or, like, talk to my daughter about the fact that she's, you know, she's a black woman, yeah. you know, and that, like, there are things that are going to come with being a black woman, you know, and not everyone's going to like you for what's inside of your, you know, inside your brain, but because of what's on the outside, potentially because you're fetishized or whatever the case may be. So your token, your token. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so to me, that's the biggest pit. I don't, I don't want to, how, like, Mm -hmm. how do you have that conversation with some, with a child, Mm. you know? And it's just, I want my children to have the privilege to grow up and just not see color. That's that's just not <laughs> that's, that's that's not not their, their story. Not their story, child. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who you know? Who I don't have to worry about. You know, breaking their innocence because mm-hmm. I have to explain a George Floyd situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I, yeah, I don't like it. It mm-hmm. makes me highly uncomfortable, and that's just that's the pit for me. Yeah. Okay. So peaks. I just said it. We're everything. Peaks. We're everything. Like, we're everything. I feel mm-hmm. like black women, we are the standard. I mean, we're the only group of people. I mean, this black people, but mm-hmm. whose hair grows out a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, our hair mm-hmm. is different. You know, everybody else's hair is straight, grows out what straight. What a blessing. What a blessing. Our hair. I know we talk, people talk about it all the time. <laughs> and I, but, but I think that's, you know, society's way of trying mm-hmm. to make us feel less than. Yeah. Because, you know... We are such a powerful people. I think again, black women's strength, mm. our power, our, our our power, mm-hmm. um, our creativity. Right, child, come with it, come through with it. I mean, literally the, the standard. Literally the standard. Just mm-hmm. the different shades of our skin, mm-hmm. the different textures of our like. It's a rainbow. We're colorful people. Mm-hmm. We're very colorful. Yeah, you know, we come in all different shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. different features different hair textures. I think we have a certain level of perseverance and and the ability to just push through Mm. when all else seems like there's just no way. I mean, there's just no way out of it. Yeah, I think with black women, there are so many different standards of beauty and just black people in general. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different standards of beauty that exist within one race. And to me, I just feel like we're so fortunate for that to be the case. Um, We have the ability to change on a dime. You know, if we want to go into a protective style, we can. If we want to wear our hair out, we can. If we want to play with color in a way that's, like, incredibly dynamic and beautiful, we can. We can like, yeah. I just – grow. I'll tell you, growing up I didn't, in, a, in a predominantly white community, I didn't sit here and say, damn, I love being a black girl. Really? Mm-mm. No. But I can tell you – 
in the last 15 years, the last like 20 years, mm -hmm. I absolutely can say, damn, damn, I love being a black girl. Yeah. Right. Um, for so many reasons that we've talked about. Um, you know, I, I will admit also that, uh, and this is probably a pit, the the fact that within our our race, whether you're male or female, the piece around colorism, right? There's still a lot of conversations that need to happen around colorism and whether we we perpetuate that within our own community. But that's for us to deal with, no one else, right? But there's there's that. And I think there's most recently there have been some conversations um on a lot of on the, on specifically the Real Housewives of Potomac, they've had a whole conversation around that. colorism, right? Mm -hmm. And there there are varying opinions um, from certain members of the cast. Which go watch it, and you know, we're not going to have this conversation here. But um, you know that to me is a potential pit. But it, it, I think that's one that we can overcome pretty quickly as a people. Um, and if you if you looked at that episode of the the reunion, right? Mm -hmm. It was just like the lighter skin complected women had no idea what the darker skin complected women right. were talking about. Right. And I think that's a deeper conversation to Oh yeah. To to be had. Mm -hmm. And it's just you know, I think Ebony is that her name? Not Ebony. Is her name Ebony? Um name. So there's Wendy. No, the one. And then there's who, Candace. Candace. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she, I think she did a, a great job trying to like explain it and mm -hmm. break it down so mm -hmm. that other people could understand. Right. Um, but yeah, I have thoughts on that. Okay. But we're not getting into that. That's, <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> It's a whole other episode. We're not talking about that right now. Yeah. So, but yeah. But, you know, potential to be a pit. But at the end of the day, like, I just think that we as as a people mm -hmm. lend and specifically black women we lend such a a unique perspective right where we can we're women so there's that mm -hmm. that's the low key marginalization there mm -hmm. we're black mm -hmm. high key marginalization there mm -hmm. so i go back to something that trevor noah said as he was wrapping up his stint on um the daily show mm -hmm. and he got really emotional about this cuz he was talking about how um black women are probably the most underappreciated demographic in this entire world mm -hmm. um and he said listen like Everyone do yourself a favor and surround yourself by a quality group of black women. Yeah. Why? Because they're going to show you, they're going to teach you um, how to look at things without bias in a lot of ways. Because if, if you're looking to bring an idea forward, they're going to be able to tell you because of their perspective being female and being people of color, they're going to be able to tell you where something might not necessarily be as inclusive as maybe it should be or where something might um, not be as uh, inclusive is probably the best word to wrap it all up mm -hmm. um, and and give you a perspective that a white male can't give you, give you a perspective that a, a male in general can't give you. So the fact that it's like a double dose um, gives you the opportunity to really just, you know, just to really have your eyes wide open mm -hmm. to to what's going on and to make and, and supports any efforts around inclusion. Um, and, you know, I didn't think about that, but like. I feel personally that I became a lot more wiser the more I surrounded myself with black, like surrounded myself by black women. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and no shade on women in other communities, trust me, but like the the black female experience is one that um, honestly like can't be replicated. It can't be replicated. No, you cannot. I agree with you. And that's why it was important for me to surround myself again. From the very beginning. From the very beginning <laughs> with, you know, community. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, I, it's just, I, I think our experiences are different because mm-hmm. whereas you grew up in a certain, uh, grew up in a, in a certain environment, right. right, where there was just a lot of diversity, I mean, not not a lot of diversity. There was a lot of diversity, but I just wasn't around it. You weren't around it, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And for me, I mean, it's just, I grew up in the South, um, was just always, even though we grew up in a nice, affluent neighborhood, um, I was just always aware of the fact that, like, my mom and my dad worked very hard Mm. to be able to provide that for us. Um, And was just always aware of the fact that, like, I of my blackness like a, you know they always say you have to jump higher run faster be smarter no. x y and z as a black person and you know the conversation that my mom had with me around race at a very early age is you know Kelly you're not better than anybody but nobody is better than you mm-hmm. and that and that works I mean right. because at the end of the day I didn't feel less than anybody like yeah. I always just felt like equal to right right um but I think that for me, I've just always been in it. Like I've just all, with my cousins, grandmothers, aunts. There's just such we. There's such a vibe, yeah, of being like coming from a black family, like real, like true black, mm-hmm. like real black. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we have our traditions and we have our get-togethers and you know our language mm-hmm. and our. Stuff style and all the things that you know we have you know I've been around that for like my entire life right you know what I mean and so it's just always ingrained a sense of confidence in me and uh, an appreciation for who I am Mm -hmm. as a black woman and that still holds true to this day whereas like I can I can be in any circle that I want to be in and, and be fine and speak the language and you know, find something to connect me with someone else. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm so proud to be a black woman. And it's just a, a pride that I've had throughout my entire life, mm-hmm. my entire life. Yeah. Now I'm glad now like the world is catching up to it. Like now the that world part. sees, you know what I mean? That like we are the vibe. Black women are the vibe. I mean, we've saved this country more times than not. Mm-hmm. We don't always get the recognition I feel like we deserve. But even in terms of just like slavery, to have to like support our husbands and, you know, our children are being taken from us. We were being raped. We were having to raise the our oppressors' children and love them and care for them. I mean, that takes an immeasurable right. amount of strength. Mm-hmm. And I just have so much respect for that. And I think that holds true to this day. And I think that, you know, you're going to always want to hold down the people who are most powerful. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we are the most powerful. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we are the most under under underappreciated and undervalued. Oh, yeah. Because we are the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where to go from that. That's a perfect (laughs) ending. (laughs) Perfect fucking ending. Can we put a stamp on that? Cheers to that, bitch. Cheers to that. (laughs) I mean.
You about to go viral, bitch. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? This is what we talk about. I know. This is our conversation. I know. This is this. I just saw like my whole life flash before my eyes. No. And I'm just like, <laughs> all the memories. And I'm just like, where, who, like, what, what could have been done differently? I mean, like, girl, that's just beautiful. Beautifully stated. So, Thank you, boo. Well stated. So let's, I'm going to refill, refill gonna you. We're going to pivot okay. to what's popping. Great conversation. Great conversation. This is a really great topic. We're going to pick this one back up, particularly the colorism one. I think we should. I think we should have a conversation around it because I think we come with two unique perspectives. (laughs) It's perfect. Respectfully. 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 And lovingly. Absolutely. And and definitely lovingly. Oh, the only way. The only way, yeah. So we're going to transition to what's popping. Um... Did you want to do your what's popping first while I pour you up? Or do you okay, so I'll go with this okay. what's popping. Let okay. me see if I can gather my thoughts to remember what the what's popping was that I wanted to. Okay, so okay, so Michael B. Jordan has just uh, released his dic- uh, directorial debut, the new movie Creed 3. Creed 3, okay. And so he's been, you know, in the streets making his rounds, his media rounds, you know, promoting his movie. And... About a week or so ago, he had an interview on the red carpet with this uh, reporter. I don't know if she's a reporter or if she's just like a, what do you call it? Like a person who's she's just- a red carpet correspondent. Or, correspondent, thank mm-hmm. you. I don't know her name, child. L'Oreal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly okay. of Love and Hip Hop New York. Was she? Yeah. I don't remember She her. had like a, a season. Okay. A, a season. A season mm-hmm. one. Okay. Yeah. So they were starting to have conversation and she was just like, oh, yeah, I know you. Remember, we go way back to such and such school. Yeah. And the whole time, Michael B. Jordan is looking at her like with a whole side eye. Like, <laughs> bitch, if should, a side eye was a you person. You would be in my face. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised that she even went there because the way that he was looking at her, I would have just kind of walked it back, child, because <laughs> that was... It's just like try me. That look that he was giving her was just like try me. She set him. She set him up for the alley oop. Yeah, and so she proceeded to say, "Yeah, we have history. We go way back. <laughs> we both went to X, Y, and Z school." Right. And he says, "I was corny, right? Like I was the corny one. I was right? the corny one, right?" Mm-hmm. And so they go back and forth, and she's shamed at this point. What? So, so do you think that like that was the most opportune time to kind of check her. And I get it. Like, in high school, believe it or not, I was not the most popular. Who? (laughs) Me. I was not, child. I was not. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's nice to be able to, like, shit on people who just, like, (laughs) you know what I mean, treated you badly or teased you. And Mm -hmm. back in the day, there was no social media. But, you know, people teased and and made fun and, you know, did did hurtful things, right? So I get it. I get it. But did he give her the satisfaction of like acknowledging <clears throat> the fact that she called him corny while like relishing in like this big, huge opportunity to direct this great movie that, you know what I mean? That mm. people have like been anticipating <clears throat> this whole time. <clears throat> like, did he do himself a disservice to acknowledge that on the red carpet? You're asking the wrong one. <laughs> Are you because are you petty, petty is as petty does? <laughs> um, petty Betty, you petty Betty. Um, so 
a couple of thoughts. So she was with an outlet that isn't necessarily, it's not E, it's not yeah. ET, Entertainment not Tonight, it's not, not BET. Yeah. It's like, it's below, it's it's a low-level low, low level outlet, right? Yeah. So, I mean, did he pick and choose his battles strategically? Probably, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have had that conversation on an E red carpet or an ET red carpet, BET, okay. Shade Room, probably wouldn't have done that either. Okay. But, um, but I do think that if you think about how much he got played for this whole relationship that he had with Lori Harvey and like, you know, the 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 meme that's going around, make sure you're the prize. Just remember that you're the prize. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that like he has something to prove. Mm, he got Michael played. Smith. Yeah, he got played. Why did he get played, though? The way that are you? Oh, so let me ask you this: Do you think that in the relationship that Michael B. Jordan had with Lori Harvey, do you feel like he was a high level simp? No, you don't feel like he simped. No, in what way? Um, in the sense that like he was like he was a simpy. He he gave her a lot of attention, gave her a lot of time. Like, oh, so you're one of the ones who? Uh, no, I'm asking a oh, question. Oh, okay, I okay, 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 okay. Picasso, I'm asking a question. Okay, okay, no. Okay. I don't. And that's a whole nother topic of conversation because <laughs> just like the Russell Wilsons of the world, like people mm-hmm. try to call men and like the Rihanna cover where ASAP was like behind her carrying yes. the baby. Yeah. And people try to make it seem like because you love on your woman and you honor your woman and you actually like your woman mm-hmm. and you want to pre- take care of her, yeah. that like you're corny or you're a, you're a simp. I don't agree with that. I don't subscribe to that. He may have well he may have well been corny in high school, mm-hmm. middle school, but th- for different reasons. I mean, a lot of people were. I love you, simp culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> so I don't think so to answer that question. Okay. I don't think he simps for Lori Harvey. Harvey. I think she is beautiful. I think, you know, he I think it was a great relationship. I think yeah. they looked really nice together. Yeah. And baby, one thing about Lori Harvey is she gonna get a man to she she's she gonna get a man to show her off. One. Right, exactly. For like sure. what he gonna do is show her off. Mm-hmm. He's gonna post her. Mm-hmm. He is gonna like do nice things for her. Um, period. And I respect that about yeah. her. And I respect that for any man who's willing to do that. Okay. Yeah. But going back to the original question with whether or not he should have used that. I just think he had something to it. prove, so he used that platform yeah. use that platform to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I, I don't think that that was necessary. I think he could have used that as an opportunity to talk about his movie, da, 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 da. And then once the camera's cut to be like, Hey, yeah. Remember when you called me corny? Yeah. Like you can, so you can address it mm-hmm. and, without addressing it. And I think that like, he could have used the opportunity on the other side of the cameras being yeah. on to address it. Or just let it go. Like, I feel like the best revenge is success at the end of the day. Which like, he has. Which he has. Exactly. He has. So she's on this red carpet with a no-name news network. You, the way you couldn't him. even remember the who way. she was. I don't even know this woman. <laughs> Harper, who this? Harper, who is this woman? woman? <laughs> I don't know this woman. Who is this woman? I don't know her, but 
I just would not have given her the satisfaction. Yeah. Like you're interviewing interviewing me. I am the big star. I am like the world's sexiest man. Mm-hmm. Even though it may have hurt that you call me corny in middle school, like I am not going to give you the yeah. satisfaction in knowing that what you said to me mm-hmm. impacted mm-hmm. and hurt me. Yeah. And then for it to be played over social media. I know. <laughs> Over and over again. It's just... And made this no-name red carpet correspondent relevant. Exactly. Relevant. Exactly. I would have just played it cute. Like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Eat my dust. Or I would have been like, no, I'm sorry. I don't remember you. But, oh, yeah, go whatever the mascot was, right? (laughs) That part, too. I don't even remember you. Exactly. Who who is you? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, he could have been handled But that was kind of corny that he Mm -hmm. did that. (laughs) I would agree. I would agree. Which kind of runs with the narrative. Exactly. Out there about him. Out there about him. Exactly. I agree. I digress. Who am I? Mm -hmm. All right. So my what's popping is um, a something I saw on the socials, right? Um, So there was this lovely young lady who um, said that uh, we have an issue to just to to address here in Houston. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. So right. So if you don't know, we're in Houston. We record in Houston. We live in Houston, the Houston area. Live, work, and play. Uh, exactly. Um, and so she said, Houston, we have a problem. She said that she in the day had pre-gamed. She had gone to dinner, um, gone to the club. Gone to after hours, gone to the after hours of the after hours, and was about to go to brunch. Mm-hmm. All within an 18 oh to 24 God. hour period. Mm-hmm. And she said, so what are we going to do? I guess we're going to go to brunch. She described her look. She said, my eyelash has fallen off. It was. She pulled it down. Imagine. The glue was giving up. The glue <laughs> said, no mas. Been there. <laughs> I've been there. Been there. Um, The glue had given up, tapped out, and she said, we're about to go to brunch. Mm -hmm. And it it made me just think about how wild and crazy Houston is. And in my mind, and even in the post, we said this. Houston's the only city where you can start your day on Saturday with a run to Target to do errands. And not end your day till after a Sunday fun day at Chapman and Kirby. The next day. In your workout, in your Lululemon. In your Lululemon, (laughs) right? And and maybe you're running to the Galleria to go get a quick fit. You're stopping at Mac or Sephora to get a couple of essentials because you are just riding the wave. Yes. And the wave in Houston is more like a tsunami. Mm -hmm. It's not a wave, friends. And when we say that Houston is full, we mean it. Very. And we have some of y'all coming out here that maybe don't have as active of a social life in the cities that you live in. And you are coming up in here and tearing the <laughs> damn city up. Okay, You're getting exactly what you're looking for when you come here, baby. And this what, one thing about this city is that it will swallow you and spit you out real but quick it was not like that when i first moved here yeah 20 years ago like it was just not like that <laughs> what like, was it like it was more calm like you still mm. there was still like a, a, a active nightlife mm-hmm. but i just feel like you went home people went home it wasn't i mean brunch culture didn't get big until like a few years ago yeah maybe like five six seven eight years ago mm-hmm brunch culture got more and more popping mm-hmm. um but it was just 
it you could go and you could have a really good time. Like yeah. it was not too packed, mm-hmm. you know, like that was it, the music was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was just a much, you know, the young people hung with the young people and then like the more mature people hung out together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just it was it was more it was more calm. Yeah. It was it was a lot more fun. And I, I, right today, if I was if today was back then mm-hmm. when I was just like single in these streets, child. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't even know. I would never want to make. But like, oh, at that point, like the after old. I was spot was like the strip club. Mm. Like, that was it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you go from the club to the strip club and yeah. then you go home and that's it. But now there's so many options of just like, after hours and after after hours. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what an after after hours. So I don't know what I don't know that? what that is. I don't know what that is. I only know about after hours. I have no idea what that is. And when I first moved here, coming from New Orleans, like New Orleans, there was no curfew. In New Orleans, we right. could stay out until so the sun came up. The sun came up. Mm-hmm. And so coming here and having the two o'clock curfew, mm-hmm. that was off putting to me because I was just like, Man, I'm used to like going all right. Night. Can't and stop, now, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. And now I'm here in Houston and shit shuts down at two o'clock. They stop serving alcohol and the only place I can go is the strip club. Mm-hmm. And so it was just it was just different. Yeah. It was so different back then. Now these new wave of people, I don't know where they coming from, child. <sighs> but they're here. And I moved here, married. I moved here, and within months of like getting here, I got pregnant, got pregnant again, had my two babies. Right, like I just like I wasn't out there. Like I just I wasn't out. Like yeah. if I was you moved out, here a family woman. Yeah, I made, I moved here a family woman. So when like we went out, it was like okay, dinner, yeah, little spot, home by two, mm-hmm. all is well, mm-hmm. right, and then. You start seeing COVID happened, right? You start seeing, okay, like post COVID, everybody was people went crazy, like literally, like at, I don't want to use the phrase that I that just came to my mind, but like everybody felt free, mm-hmm. is what I will say. Everybody mm-hmm. felt free. Everybody was let out the cage. Yeah, everybody was let out the cage. <laughs> it's like Hunger Games, right? Exactly, and. What was never an after hour spot became an after hour spot. Yeah. What was never an after after hour spot became. So yeah. you know, I think um I think it's a real interesting time. Yes, and it creates a very interesting culture because it's a culture that's not necessarily based on or in reality. It's very much based on image and perception. Mm-hmm. Um and I know Atlanta went through this. I know Atlanta had their their heyday and y'all used to say y'all are full. But when I tell you Houston, <laughs> it, it's in the flood stage. The levees are about to crest. <laughs> Hurricane Katrina all over again. We're we full. good. We're full. We good. Like come here stay for a weekend, at. stay at the Airbnb. Yes. Cold and go quit. back home. Yes. You don't need to make this home. People are like, we want to live there. I don't understand. Because <sighs> the more people that come here, the more the more Fast Wheels Freddy is going to want to put a state tax on this. Oh, on the state and on yeah. us. And I just feel like I, I moved here for a reason. I, I was peeped to game early on. And I don't feel like I should lose that benefit because I was peeped yes, to game early on. People just want to move here so, to party and to do party. whatever else they want, are coming here to do, show. And even with like the partying, what's happening is like people are doing dumber shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, I showed you the TikTok of the person who like literally thought he was in Grand Theft Auto and jumped over like T-boned a car and jumped over five other cars yeah. like wild shit is happening um, and we just like we don't need that yeah. so um, 
yeah, y'all, go home. Yeah. I'm glad I'm kind of on the back end of that. Like, I'm still youngish. However, like, mm-hmm. not that young to where I need to be out from, like, Saturday afternoon to, like, yeah. Sunday afternoon. No. Like, I can go out and have a good time with the best of them, mm-hmm. child, but... I'm bringing my black ass home. I like to sleep. I, like, my, I got a tempurpedic. I'm like, trying to sleep in that bed. Baby, I get sleepy at a certain point. I'm like, I am tired. Alcohol <laughs> just doesn't even work on me like it used to. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's either I'm not drunk or I'm too drunk. Right. Like, there's no in between at Same. this point. I can't. Like, Same. I cannot do this mm-hmm. every no. weekend. Like, this is every every now and again. Yes. Every now and again, we yes. could go out and have a, have a good time. A good time. Not well, 24 hours time, no. but just like. Just to go out and like see what's going on. Exactly. And we are looking forward to, we have our annual, we go to um, one particular place for Sunday Fun Memorial Day. weekend is our weekend. Very excited about that. Yes. Um, so looking forward to it. And yeah, I just, um, for me, the ideal situation was like our Friday. Our Friday, we ordered Thai food, we popped a bottle of Prosecco, and we just chatted on the couch. We just chatted, like girl talk. It was perfect. Yeah. Like, it was perfect. And then I went home and, hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Love that for you, bitch. It was great. It was perfect. So yeah, like to me, like those nights are more important than the the Fast and Furious nights, for sure. So that was my what's popping. That's funny. That yeah. was my what's popping. Houston is full, everybody. Mm-hmm, yeah. Take heed. We've, c- we've warned you. Yeah. Come we've visit. Come visit. But the traffic's going to get worse. The rent's oh, going to get higher. Bad. Yeah. And the restaurants are just going to charge more and more for the food. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So that's the episode. Yay. Don't forget to follow us if you're not. Um, Instagram, Champagne Wives Podcast. YouTube, Champagne Wives Podcast. The TikTok, Champagne Wives underscore podcast. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Keep riding with us. And we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye, (laughs) y'all.